welcome to Northern Natter, a podcast by journalists for journalists who don't want to move down south. If you are just getting into the industry, studying or soon to be graduating, then this is for you. We're sharing all the tips and tricks and stories from people in the industry from Scotland and Northern England. I'm Katie Williams, one half of a Katie duo. I'm from Stirling in Scotland and last year I graduated with a journalism and film degree. Since then, I have worked with BBC Scotland, creating content for their BBC The Social online platform. I'm Katie Baggett, from Sunderland and graduated last year with a journalism degree. I've worked at community radio stations Spark and various news websites. I now work in higher education, but also freelance as a radio presenter and audio producer. There are stories and opportunities in Northern England and further north in Scotland, and we want to find out how we can get them because we don't want to move to London. Hello, this is a special episode of Northern Natter. Today we're speaking to you in our special Meet the Host episode. I'm Katie. I live in Stirling in Scotland. I'm originally from Elgin, which is near the Highlands, so it's in like the northeast of Scotland anyway. I study journalism and film at Stirling Uni. The film and media side, well, I felt it was more beneficial for me because I wanted to get into broadcast. And the modules that I took on the journalism side were very print related. It just didn't grab my attention as much as making radio and documentaries did. But it did mean that I could take all the skills that I was learning from those modules into my film and media classes. So when we ever had to do like radio packages or little documentaries, they always put me as the interviewer or the host because they were like, oh, she can do all that. She knows like all the good questions. Yeah, it was, it was fun. It was really good. And I'm also a waitress. Well, I was, I am, we're not quite sure. <laughs> but you know, that's fun too. And it means I can chat to loads of different people, which is what I love doing. So I'm originally from County Durham, but I went to university at Sunderland um, and I now work there, which is a weird turn of events. So I say I'm from Durham, I'm more of a Sunderland girl at heart and I'm more of like in the north. I'd say County Durham's more countryside than inner city, but other listeners might have a different opinion. I studied journalism at Sunderland Uni and volunteered at the local community radio station Spark for four and a half year. I produce content for them on a regular basis for the job I'm in now. I did presenting, producing, programming at Spark and also the news team as well. So we had this little news program three or four times a week called Spark Reports and it was made up of a team of six or seven of us in the news booth at the university and we collated like a 10 minute program on a Monday, Wednesday and a Friday to be played out when the six o'clock news like went out. So it was like the uni's version of local news. And that's how I found my love for news and journalism. But also Spark gave me the reins to talk about whatever I wanted to. Got into community radio and I just love talking to people about the community uh, of Sunderland on the northeast. The rest is history, I think. I said on the other one of the other episodes with Olivia and James, 
I said that I hadn't really like done that much work experience when I was at uni. Did a few weeks at the local paper, Sterling Observer, which was fine, but it did make me realise like I don't really want to be in, in a newsroom. Maybe not community, like local newsrooms anyway. Nothing against it, it just doesn't suit me. And I didn't join the student radio and I only went to like a couple of meetings with the film society. I don't know why I did that. I think I just felt, you know, I was constantly busy with uni work and trying to make friends and trying to find a job. And then when I found the job in the pub, that then became very much my social life, really heavily, like my social life. They, they became my family. So, yeah, I just didn't really put that effort to go and try and get that experience while I was at uni. And then by the time I realised what I wanted to do, it was about halfway through third year. And by then you are swamped with so much uni work oh yeah and in Scotland you usually do four years at uni for anyone listening yeah so by third year we're swamped at work and that's not the best time to go and do clubs and societies and stuff like that so it was a joint degree I did it was film and media and journalism so the journalism modules I just took those opportunities to try and utilize what I learned in news writing and we had like a few like news days where we had to like make up a newspaper and stuff like that and yeah just take that into into my film classes interesting that you've took a film and media route into journalism because I've always thought what we used to call it at uni was like straight journalism so there was fashion sport and like entertainment which you could do as other degrees I think the route you've done is probably more practical I think when you were saying about it being a combined sort of honours when I got my A-level results I had put my first choice at uni for Newcastle and my last choice was Sunderland but I didn't get the grades to get into Newcastle so I ended up going for my like second choice but I'm so glad like I got the results I did in my A-levels because I wouldn't have went to Sunderland because it wasn't the choice that I wanted at the time. Newcastle was a lot more of a theoretical degree and it didn't have radio there wasn't as like prolific as it is now. Yeah, that was a weird time. I hated it, level results day, because I just remember being in tears and I was like, I don't want to go to Sunderland. And everyone was like, it's a really good uni. And I was like, no. <laughs> when I left school, I applied for acting college originally. So I studied acting for two years in Edinburgh College. It was awful. It was horrible. I had two experiences, like I had two worlds when I was there. I had like college, which was horrendous and like probably the worst time of my life ever. But then I had my friends that I made there and like living in student accommodation so yeah I had a really bad days at in class but then I got back to the halls and it was just constant parties you know we had like a little like family thing like you do in student accommodation and it was just brilliant so yeah so like my results day like because it was looking at that it was fine you know I got where I wanted to go but then I took a year out after two years at college and I just started writing for a theatre magazine online and blogging. And then that's how I kind of got into why I wanted to go into journalism. I think I applied for Strathclyde, maybe somewhere in Edinburgh and Stirling. Actually, I do remember crying as well when I got accepted into Stirling. I realised I had to move from Edinburgh where all my friends were. And I had a boyfriend at the time having to come to Stirling. And I felt because Stirling's smaller, it was going to be taking a step back. Like I'd moved from a little town in the Highlands to a big city. I was like, yeah, I'm a city girl now. Like, look at me, woohoo. <laughs> it's not a small town, but it's it's not big. But like I said, like it's worked out for the best because I think I'm in quite a good position now and I've got some really good friends around me as well. Life throws you curves, balls, and you've got to 
grab them. <laughs> we, we say, like, what's for you won't go by you. So you're obviously meant to go to Sunderland. Yeah, I'm pleased I did the degree and I am where I am now. But it takes a lot of guts, I think. It's a very cutthroat industry. Well, it can be. Because I think in this industry, you never know when you're going to meet that person again. You could meet someone at work experience at the same time as you and then you could meet them on their way up as well. So I think it's a very small industry. Like everyone knows everyone to a certain extent. People go on about the uni experience. Did you like live in? When I went to Stirling, I didn't go to student accommodation or anything because I'd already done that. And by the time I'd come to Stirling, I was about 21. Like I'd done the freshers thing a few times already. <laughs> and yeah, so I just got like a little like flat, like share a room, rented a room with these other people, which was an experience as well. So that was a bit more difficult to try and make friends because you weren't in a flat share like you would be at uni. I did everything to try and get a job and the pub that I wanted to work in I could tell the staff were really nice and about my age so I handed my CV there about six times and eventually like after about six months uh, gave me a job. (laughs) If you live at home you don't get the experience but I wouldn't change it I think if you can travel in because I learned to drive when I was 17 I think I just wanted to pass my test learn to drive and stuff I'm saved up for a car and stuff like that I knew I could stay out over at friends and go and socialise and then come back home. I don't think you need to live in and do the uni experience to still have a social life. What I've learnt this year with doing my job at the Students' Union is there's a lot of difference between like where students grow up and what sort of, I don't want to say privileges, but like different walks of life. So a mature student's classed as someone who's over the age of 21. So if you go back to uni and do like... A degree or you've had kids and you go back then you're classed as mature and I'd never really thought of that before because I went from like sixth form to uni you don't have to do that sort of set path take whatever route you want to get in life do what you want to get where you want I think the only person that really matters not to sound egotistical but it's your life then lead it if you can travel in like it's financially better anyway because student accommodation is extortionate When I was in Edinburgh, I had like £30 a week to live on, which was super tight. I moved from Elgin, so you can't really commute. You know, I think it's about like five hours. I think like at times like it can be a good stepping stone. If you're ready to move out, if that's where you like you want to go, if you're like, right, yeah, I'm going to uni, I'm ready to move out. And if you can financially, then yeah, you know, go to student accommodation. So if that's not for you, then save up some money. (laughs) I do believe like everything happens for a reason. And there's a reason I went to college when I did. But I wish there wasn't like so much pressure for you to go to uni or, or college or whatever. Go to higher education after school straight away because I think it's can be a massive commitment and a lot of money. You're really like putting yourself through it. A lot of people don't know what they even want to do at this stage. I wasn't even turned 18. I was still 17 until September. So by the time I left school, I was still really young and I felt quite young. As much as I wanted to be like, yeah, I don't need you, mum, I'm out on my own. You know, I was still pretty immature and had a lot of growing up to do. Part of me wishes I wonder what would happen if I'd maybe stayed at home for a year, you know, and maybe tried to grow up a little bit. Moving away really gave me like the kick up the arse that I maybe needed. If it makes you happy, that's the main thing, I think. For anyone who's wanting to go into this industry, and I think the people we've had on this podcast as well is proving that you don't have to necessarily go to uni and you need to find different ways of doing it. But ultimately, it's your happiness that you need to put first.
So we got a Twitter question asking if Nottingham was in the north and me and Katie have discussed it. We have looked at the map and we say no. <laughs> but Midlands, sure, maybe it can fit in the Midlands. Midlands can have it. I'm looking, I'm just looking at Nottingham on the map again. I definitely, it's definitely not north. Definitely not. Because it's like parallel to Wales and Wales isn't in the north either. Oh, I don't know. I can't pick a favourite song. What I am loving, what I am loving right now is Plastic Hearts by Miley Cyrus. It is such a good album. I've actually written a review for it for Empowered Journalism. Also, I'm a massive Lady Gaga fan. Actually, her albums are much better than the Miley Cyrus album. At the moment, I'm enjoying Plastic Hearts just because it's new. But Lady Gaga is like my number one. See, like, Lady Gaga for me, I've been like a fan since the start. You know when people like go, oh yeah, I love Lady Gaga, but have you been there since the start? <laughs> Girl crush! <laughs> It's like that in Sunderland and Newcastle, like there's independent sort of pubs that bring in local bands and there's a local music scene. So I don't know, it's just sad for the moment, but we'll have hope. And then one other thing I was thinking about, what sort of topics do you like to focus on? Hospitality is a massive one. So this year has been a bit difficult because there is no industry. <laughs> I mean, obviously there is a lot going on, but it's usually been written about and reported on. Um, and also for up here, because the rules have constantly been changing, I was working on a project and it got delayed by about a month because of the restrictions. And then I started working on another one. And then in the middle of when I was like getting contributors and like people to speak to, the rules changed again. It was just getting frustrating. So I ended up just like pulling the plug on that. But yeah, so it's really difficult to sort of to write and create uh, content about that at the moment. Because by the time it goes out, it might be irrelevant. Their answers might have changed at this point, which was the case. Mental health. So I used to write a lot about mental health on my blog. Like I've gone through some stuff. And so I wrote a lot about that, but it was almost like therapy when I was writing it for quite a few years. And then, so it just depends on what I write about when I do. I have like certain topics that I don't speak about anymore, just because it can be quite draining. So it just depends on how I feel as well. Like body image, I can talk about. Oh, music now apparently <laughs> I'm really really into my films and tv shows so I write about them what about yourself what do you like to do as part of my dissertation at uni we had to create either a series of in-depth articles a website or a magazine I originally chose the in-depth articles and then about six weeks into my dissertation changed my mind and did a website had to set it up and write the content and it was like I think in total it had to be 12,000 words. It was like the length of a dissertation, but more practical. Um, and that was surrounding mental health in the local area. I interviewed loads of charities and organisations and then used the quotes from that to like frame an article. So that's like something I've done in the past part of my degree. It was sort of the therapy for me to write about other people's mental health journeys. And then I kind of drew the line after my dissertation was sort of marked and published to go right I've done that let's move on sort of thing I'm definitely passionate about the local community in the northeast and a local area but also I think without realizing it the job I'm in now I talk to people about their sort of life and how they want to make a change which is something that I've done at Spark and during my degree so without knowing it I've kind of went into a job even though it's nothing to do with journalism do you write articles? 
when I did work experience as well like I, I didn't like the newsroom sort of feel I didn't like print journalism so I think I've shied away from writing articles now we're doing the podcast I want to get back into writing I feel like I'm more on the side of radio and broadcasting and can talk but I can't write it even though I've got a journalism degree I just need to set aside some time and like actually write down ideas because when I was I was little like I wanted to go into not journalism because I didn't really know what it was but like I always used to write short stories and like I found them the other day and I found like loads of old home videos and loads of like stories that I'd written and it was like Elgore the giant <laughs> I was like what did my imagination do when I was six <laughs> and I was like I have to keep these and I was like oh god I always liked fiction books and telling stories and getting lost in that imagination sort of thing like we've moved around like so much so we've lost like a lot of stuff I so wish I had like my little short stories I wrote Ron about a cat no surprise <laughs> honestly I was crazy cat lady from day one like as soon as I realized like what a cat was I was like I want it yeah I wrote a little cat short story and you know the little like things you put through paper through the paper hole and it like binds it together so I did that on the on these little tiny book that was maybe like six pages and I put it on the bookshelf at school in primary school so people would read it and then we had to like pick a book and like write like a little review for it in like p3 or p4 or something and I made sure that people chose my book oh so sad <laughs> But then now I'm like writing stuff and making stuff and I'm like, everyone, you need to listen to it. You need to read it. You need to watch it. <laughs> so not much has changed. I always feel like you just need to practice it. And if you haven't done it, like I stopped writing for ages. I kept saying to myself, like, oh, I'm not a very good writer or I have to get myself back into it. And just kind of had to like force myself to do it. That I quite enjoyed it. Like, I think I enjoyed it because it was on my own terms and it was about something that I enjoy. You need to have like confidence. I think if you're going to go into it, which is why I think it probably worked out for the best that I did to go to college first, because that helped me in a weird backwards way, build my confidence up. Probably the, the friends I made there probably helped me build my confidence up rather than college. So that by the time I went to uni to do journalism, I was a lot more confident and upfront. So I could like, interview people and I wasn't scared about doing things like that. deactivated my personal one a couple of years ago and I just use like a professional one but I never tweet on it I think social media is good and bad but if you're a journalist or in this sort of industry it can be good as you said it's like an echo chamber and you get the sort of similar people but there's trolls and controversial people out there I've got like two twitters I've got like my personal one and then I've got like my journalism journal one. Oh, and the northern natter one so I always try and like watch what I say and and stuff on like my my professional one because like you said you don't know who's looking. I think it just makes it a lot less toxic as well. I spend like way more time on my professional one because it's just better. It is such a bubble. Everyone who's on it probably has quite similar views to me. So I maybe need to shake it up a bit, get some more right wing journalists to follow or something. <laughs> it just means that I'm getting good information. I'm constantly getting a flow of information in people's articles and work and stuff. 
compared to a personal one where it's just people ranting a lot yeah. i think such like a social media conscious sort of world that people don't know when to switch off i think if you're like a i want to say certain age like not a teenager anymore you can like put your phone down you don't have to be constantly on social media all the time i don't know if it's just a generational thing because i think a lot of younger people who are younger than us are like the tiktok generation they've grown up with wi-fi and smartphones i wasn't yeah my first friend was the nokia 3310 i think i was like 19 or 20 19 i think when i first got my first iphone i actually got my first iphone with my first big paycheck that i made with my first proper job i was well chuffed it was only it wasn't even the newest one it was like the iphone 4s and i think by this point like the iphone 5 had come out or something but i was so so chuffed with it because I was like, this is mine, like, all mine. <laughs> what are you excited about? For the future of this podcast chatting to more people really i think i like to listen to other people's stories and i think doing the newsletter is going to be fun and collabing with people i think that's something that i've wanted to do during my degree in at spark but now we're doing it we've got the sort of control to do it looking towards because i keep saying oh yeah i will do that in january and now i'm building up like a to-do list of things to do in january but the new year I, I don't see the new year as a new sort of start i don't think i've ever had that mindset i think i just carry on and do what i've been doing i think january is a good time to set goals and you might not necessarily fulfill them but at least you're making the move to kind of do something we hope to get contributors who have been on and contributors who will be on to write little things on it and hopefully share some jobs and tips and tricks as well. Also going to take a moment and say we do have a Kofi account. I know times are really tough but me and Katie do want to keep making this and bring you good content. Hopefully better content if we can maybe get a little bit of pocket money to new equipment and the dream would be able to pay contributors who do come on if you want to support us you can buy us a coffee on our little account. And we really do appreciate it if you do. When we say new year, it doesn't specifically mean Jan, you know, 1st of January. It does just mean in 2021. Who knows? You know, it could be 2021 in September. Who knows? <laughs> doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's all the same. And why not give us a follow on social media over at Northern Natter. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Spotify and Google Podcasts. Don't forget to share and follow us to keep up to date and we really appreciate the support. So for me, Katie Williams. And me, Katie Baggett. This is Northern Natter.